Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Boy, howdy, does it feel good to be doing this again. Yeah, when was the last one? Uh, Wednesday, s- Smackdown. Uh, yes, uh, Smackdown when you and I did it, and obviously mm. me and Laurie did an intro and outro for the podcast as well. But then since then, it's been mini-sodes for... Um, NXT There's nothing and mini for... about those sodes. <laughs> but, you, you mean they the... don't have a podcast intro and outro attached? Exactly. Well, that's what that's why I call them mini yeah. sodes. Um, and <coughs> yeah, for the the predictions and stuff. So yes, we haven't been able to do like a proper podcast intro and outro, but we're going to be doing one for here and for the Raw and SmackDown after Mania, which we're still live streaming. Yeah. Uh, so which is going to be a lot of fun. How have you found the live streams? I I am surprised. I. I... I've fallen in love with live streaming over the last two weeks. I just thought, huh, that'll be good because then we don't have to export the video. Yeah, it was, done, it, it was done as a convenience yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also because like people say, oh, yeah, you should do live streaming because money. Yeah. <laughs> and and it helps the YouTube side of things. So I thought, okay, enough people are saying this. We finally got the setup. Let's do it. But then, actually, I was I I didn't consider how nice it would be to have, like people tuning in yeah and and talking to people live while doing the show and and hanging out especially the live streams where it did feel like we were just in one massive front room all of us me you Laurie, pete and simon and then everyone else watching from home yeah watching wrestlemania so that was that was really really nice it was really really nice and i very much enjoyed everyone sending us their pictures of um people watching us and watching the network and how they're all their different setups um i actually got a message from our uh um oh now i'm gonna forget his name now he was the one who get in touch with us with the different t-shirts every day xander xander mania i was gonna say zach but you're right xander xander mania um he sent me a message today saying um that he usually watches it with his uh, dad and his brother but this was the first year that his dad was working and his brother wasn't interested so mm. he was actually on his own for the first time yeah a few people d- said that but he didn't feel like he was on his own because he was watching it with us now that was really nice it really warmed my heart um, right, so I do reference this email quite a bit throughout the show, but I'm going to read it out to you now. This is from Jaron Walker. Uh, talking about 
about his live experience from WrestleMania and what happened afterwards. Hey guys, so I was there. Uh, I saw there were reports that people were leaving during the main event to catch the train. If that was the case, it definitely wasn't many. Pretty much everyone stayed until the last bell. Traffic was rough afterwards, but what can you really expect with roughly 80,000 people? So many people. So I um I also heard that um roughly eighty thousand. Roughly, yeah. Sixty. Sixty Sixty two, come yeah. on. Um I think it was one of the reports I think it was Brian Alfred was saying that he look all the conversations he heard that was went uh went after leaving, no one was talking about the main event finish. Everyone was just talking about how the show was too long. Mm. Um which isn't good. It's not great. It's too long. It's yeah. It, a few things venture from opinion into objective fact. Yeah. But this this has now become that. It's a hundred percent. It's it's a landslide <laughs> for too long. Uh, Jaren continues. Uh, anyway, many things happened uh, that might not have been picked up on the live stream. I'm sure you guys already know about the blinding light situation. Thankfully, I wasn't affected. But there were so many in the crowd situations that I'm uh, sure aren't too surprising. Just like people getting kicked out for fighting, the upper section trying to do the wave during the Roman Reigns match and the Triple H match, and lastly, the lack of attendance. WWE said there were 80,000 people at the arena, but the top four rows of the stadium were taped off, and almost 15% of the arena was taped off behind the stage, probably to make room for the pyro. There were probably more uh, there were probably more people at the Super Bowl than there were at WrestleMania. The eight-hour show was rough, and the seats weren't the greatest. The legroom sucked, but it was fun nonetheless. So, good times, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, we, we had the comfort of being next to snacks, yep. toilets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's warm here. We're sheltered. It's not, it wasn't uncomfortable at any point. Um, but I, I would have hated to have been there live. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess you wouldn't get the commentary. That's the only bonus. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about this this morning because she called me on her way to work while I was still uh, in the studio. And um, she said, would you ever want to go to a WrestleMania live? And I was thinking about it. I was like, I've always said that I would. But I think I would have liked to have gone when there were four-hour shows. Um, now that it's seven and a half hours, I'm not sure I'm as interested. <laughs> also... When I hear the horror stories about people trying to leave, Oof. like I would be very annoyed if I was stuck outside of the MetLife Center until 4 a.m., three and a half hours after the show had finished, still trying to get an Uber to get home. Yeah. In the pouring rain. I don't think I'd have been a, a happy chap. Yeah, that, that's when it sort of gets a bit dawn of the dead. Yeah. A bit post-apocalyptic. <laughs> people start to go animal-like. Yeah, exactly. It's pushing people, people out the way to get into Ubers. Give me what I want. Yeah. Just give me what I want. And what I want is my bed. I want to go mm. home. Uh, Andy has emailed in um, about Ollie's hair care fiasco, uh, saying, during the describing your hair care routine, all I could yeah. think about was the Veet for Men Amazon reviews. Have you ever read them? Has me in tears every time. No. Uh, he sent me one to read, but it is very, very long. Very, very, very long. But uh, if you do want to read them, uh, go search on Amazon for Veet hair, Men's Hair Removal ge uh, Gel Creme. What's the gist? Um... Give me, the, give me okay. the, the, the scrotum of the situation. After having been told my danglies looked like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy some of this as previous shaving attempts have only been mildly successful and I nearly put my back out trying to reach the more difficult bits. Being a bit it's, it's a feat of yoga engineering, yeah. yeah. Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the missus' <laughs> birthday as a bit of a treat. I ordered it well in advance, and working in the North Sea, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing previous reviews and wrote them off as soft office types. <laughs> oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was. 
I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed, and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise, I went to the bathroom. Initially, all went well, and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. I didn't have long to wait. At first, there was a gentle warmth, which as a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and a feeling I can only describe as being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. Religion hasn't featured much in my life until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent (laughs) burning around the turd tunnel and what seemed to be the destruction of the meat and two veg. Um, the yeah, and it, tunnel. And it I've goes never on heard a like bum that. being referred to as that. You've heard the, the rusty sheriff's badge or the rusty <laughs> wagon wheel? Jeez. Um, uh, wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to. We've, we've got a couple of hours between now and the raw live stream. I know what I'm going to be reading up on and then ordering. <laughs> he said, he concludes so to sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self respect. Yeah. I like how the guy thought. I'm going to give my lady partner a bit of a treat <laughs> by presenting her with the rather freakish, bald-looking... <laughs> it's, uh, in my experience, it looks a bit strange. Yeah. Um, we and, ha- and the lady partner might not... They might not go, oh, that's sexy. They might just go, oh. oh is kind that of, what it looks like? Kind of like a child. <laughs> Uh, let's have this quick um, uh, 80% fact and request for advice. This comes from Kieran. says, hi, Luke, Ollie, and absolutely definitely not Andy. Ever since I started watching and listening to you guys, I've been interested in starting my own. Um, oh, there's one with a Scottish accent, isn't it? We've done this one. How's that still in my... Oh, Do apologize there. That was stuck in my emails. and It was actually meant to have been put away I'm very tired it's, it's, we've, we've done a, lo- a lot of content we have indeed so this one comes in from Ed this is a rest talk get better he says hi Luke Ollie our master and overlord El Fakador Laurie <laughs> Chopper but not Randy I'm writing this get better because it's the beginning of a long get better journey I was a big fan of Cultaholic but one day found news videos from WrestleTalk and was hooked started watching all your content and found out there were podcasts which is something that will work for, uh, work will let me listen to unlike YouTube videos so I switched to those and became a pledge hammer oh. in late December and my workplace brought uh, in a private trainer to work with us. I felt like I needed to, uh, needed it and signed up and got a workout plan. A but private was ha- trainer? Hmm, it's pretty so. badass. Yeah, when are we getting ours? I don't know. A masseuse has just moved in upstairs. Very pr- 75 quid, though. It's quite pricey. That's... Is that a standard? Uh, yes. Is that a standard price? Yeah, I, I've like never had one. So like a 45-minute massage. Oh, if it's 45 minutes, then maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, 45 minutes sounds like a very long time. Oh, it flies by. Trust me. Yeah, you're, you're transported into just a... A, a two world episodes. of experience. You just, you just, you just sense. You're just existing, <laughs> and you're being, you're putty. You become putty. You become a putty monster. Yeah. There's no, there's no mind there. You are just sens, sensual. <laughs> uh, this email continues. In late January, around my birthday, an ex of mine came forward and told me that her seven-year-old daughter might be mine. After oh. testing it in February, it turns out I have a seven-year-old. Oh my god! I have been in a brand new mindset since finding out. The gym trips to the treadmill are now just part of my day now, and it's not even something to think about. It gives me tome to watch the YouTube content to catch up the podcast you guys are running late with. Uh, um, running late with it i'm starting this journey at six foot five 506 pounds and have appointments lined up to look uh, into batriatic surgery bariatic surgery to get stomach sleeves to help with weight loss russell talk has kept me going with all the consistently consistent content and hopefully in years to come this update will find me in a much better place physically so that i can be around for my daughter and your content for a long long time um 
Well, congratulate. I, I felt like uh, my my. That's kind of like one of my worst nightmares. Yes. Um. He used to be. We used to have him on uh, Patreon as Edward. Do you want some fries with that? Because mm, he was Ed fries. Uh, but he had to go back to the ten dollar level, mate. We uh, very much appreciate anything that you do, and good luck to the best of you. I, uh, I feel bad now. That was his nickname. Ed, you want some? Oh, yeah. Ed fries. Yeah. That's Ed fries is his name. So that's a solid pun. But I hope you didn't. We, we didn't know that you were struggling with your weight. No. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, P.S. Also, congratulations on having a daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's, that's yeah, a congratulations that's really nice. thing. It's that turned really your is. life around. That's your own. Per- that's your yeah. own get better. Yeah, that's uh, a good couple together. That's a mentally get better. I'm just. I'm, I feel bad that I freaked out. <laughs> Uh, he says, P.S. Sonata's hair down is almost like anyone's hair at shoulder length. Uh, my Rusev hair about seeing L.I.J. walk past me at the War of the Worlds when Sonata's hair wasn't spiked yet. Mm. So we were asking how long it is because it's quite the mohawk. Yeah. So apparently, just as long as anyone else, probably as long as Evil's hair. Evil could probably have the same style of mohawk if he'd wanted to. That could be their gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. All have the same hair. Right, well, this is a long one, folks. Strap yourself in, put the kettle on, uh, because we've got to review... Re- we've got to. We're reviewing WrestleMania 35, and starting with that finish that was... Hmm. Was it botched? Here's the show. So the main event was Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. In a critical sense, I guess you can say, yeah, it was botched because it came seven hours into a seven and a half hour long show. There is just like, what what were they thinking? I know yeah. we, we all said it going in. Everyone said it while it was happening. We're all saying it afterwards. It's too long for a show. It, is, it was far too long for a show. There were reports, although we've had um, an email in from someone who was there live, one of our regular podcast listeners, um, Jaron Walker, who was actually watching our live stream as well during the pre-show uh, at WrestleMania while being there live, which I'd imagine was really weird because there's that big 20-second delay and you can't like stop live mm. events happening so you can catch up with the stream that's on YouTube. You can't just, you can't just double you can't tap just the reality. Exactly, yeah. pause it, yeah. Um, but he sent us a message because there were reports coming in that about 15 minutes into the match, the last train was in 15 minutes' time. So a lot of people had to leave partway through it. And I saw a report as well just before I got in that reportedly, and this is reportedly, WWE lied to the New Jersey transport system and said that it was going to end two hours earlier than it was. And New Jersey transport were fuming and furious because there, all of a sudden there's 80,000 people who need to get home. And there was no way. There were people who were still waiting for their Ubers at 4 a.m. after the show. The show finished at half 12, and they were waiting at 4 a.m. in the pouring rain to try and actually get out of the building. It's and a get first home. world problem, if I ever heard one. Really, it was, yeah. Where was my Uber <laughs> after the WrestleMania yeah. I just watched? Well, can you just imagine? But, but I know, like, yeah, imagine. logistically, like, that is so irresponsible as a company. Yeah. I've been, I've been to so many places, like, you know, big, huge events where. Upwards of 100,000 people are there, like Glastonbury being one of them, Radiohead concerts, and it's a, it's a nightmare trying to get home. Yeah. But, the, but, but those are very well managed, and it's still really difficult. If everyone is trying to get that last train, it's... Yeah. It's unbelievable. Absolutely, yeah. And they were saying, like, Brian Alvarez, who was also there live, said that the queues for the, the Uber taxi ramp were, like, in their thousands and so, like, an Uber is, like, because it's, it's an app-based system, people are just watching the cars just, like, stalling, mm. not getting anywhere, and just sort of going around in circles to try and ferry, it, like, thousands upon thousands of people out of this building. His advice was, 
if you are going to go to a live WrestleMania, don't try and Uber it out because yeah. that is not the way to do it. Jetpacks. Yes, that, that, well, that's what we decided. Yeah. So, yeah, so the show was very, very, very long. And I think that burnt the crowd out. Yeah, I think, you can't even, didn't think. That is an objective <laughs> fact. I think the entrances for Ronda, Becky and Charlotte did pick everyone back up again. Not that helicopter one. <laughs> well, no, yeah, quite. But uh, I think this crowd very much peaked at Kofi Mania. Oh, th- yeah, because that's the natural human span of attention. <laughs> That's that was five hours. Yeah, and then decided to like very slow drip off. Like they were so quiet for Roman Drew, so quiet for Triple H, uh, Batista, so quiet for Angle Corbin, so quiet for Bala Lashley. Like there was a point after Kofi Mania where we were like, there are still so many matches left to go. Mm. We're going to be here for quite a while. <laughs> so I think in that sense, absolutely. But to get back on track with the the more major talking point of whether it was a botch is this finish so Ronda Becky and Charlotte had a pretty good match mm. like the expectations were high um, of all the matches they've had that these combinations of people it's probably my least favourite I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it but I, I look back at the Survivor Series encounter the Helena Cell match with Becky and Charlotte yeah. the TLC ladder match all of Ronda's other matches the I'm Evolution like, match yeah I'm like oh this is this is at the bottom, really. Uh, I, I enjoyed it more than the Becky Charlotte Fastlane match. Um, oh yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I would, I think I would, I will agree with you to a, to a certain extent. Mm. I really liked it though. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought there were not on the exact <coughs> same level because that was like one of the best WrestleMania main events of all time. But I said this during the live stream. It had echoes of WrestleMania 20 for me, of just three people, particularly when you've got someone in the ring that is like that is a Ronda Rousey that wants, I want to make this look as real as possible. And it just felt like her being so vicious in her strikes was making Becky and Charlotte step up their strikes. Because we've seen them be very vicious in their matches, like at Evolution, for example. Like That was on a whole nother level. Mm. And even then, it felt like they would stepped it up a gear just to try and be on this same viciousness of Ronda Rousey calling tables a bitch. Yes. I love that. She's like, Becky, you're a bitch. Uh, crowd, people who like tables are bitches. And you're a bitch too. <laughs> and there's just a table. And the table's like, what did I do? Hang on a time for no bitch table. Like yeah. throwing the table Lips out of the way. Over, which was a great heel move. That just Ronda's viciousness, Ronda's messiness. I really liked it. She was falling over herself because she wanted to hit people so That's bad. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah. yeah. So I think some people could say, oh, it was really sloppy. But I liked that aspect of it. Uh, okay, so there's there's sloppy where it was in points, like mm-hmm. not everything looked good. The table break. Yeah, but th- that that's unfortunate. But there was, it wasn't smooth mm-hmm. in quite a lot of it. I would argue, but in terms of Ronda's offense, that was that was kind of that wasn't sloppy. It was messy. Yeah, but messy in an aesthetically pleasing way. I, I found. Uh, but th- it was they put out a lot of spots. You had a Spanish fly off the top rope from Charlotte. There was this really good spot, I th- the most impactful to me, which was where Ronda had a sort of armbar over the top rope on Charlotte. Becky drop kicked underneath Charlotte onto Ronda, and Ronda flipped herself up landed on the apron hard and then yeah. fell on the ground. They were bleeding, they mm. were bruised, they were absolutely battered. We thought at that spot they were going to do like the, the PCO powerbomb to the yeah. floor <laughs> spot. And I was like, oh, Ronda, don't be PCO, will you? I feel like we said that for every time someone got someone up in a powerbomb position. I think I'm just expecting it now. Yeah, But yeah. then I forget, not everyone is PCO. No one is PCO. <laughs> PCO, oh, he's just amazing. Um, but yeah, that... Uh, 
they, they have they have a pretty decent match. Um, it wasn't what I thought they'd do. I thought they'd have like an all time classic. But yeah. you know that's that's high expectations. But it's the main event of WrestleMania. That's that's where you have your high expectations. But I also think, and this may be just my uh, personal perspective, <coughs> this because we're thinking about this a lot, sort of on the, the journey home from the stream last night and coming in today. That I think my sort of not negative feelings towards it, but why I'm not like, oh my god, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it, was the finish. Yes. So I really, really did not like this finish. Yeah. So this is the because sometimes it's how you leave them, folks. You can have a pretty decent match. Like okay, so Okada Jay White. I I wasn't that into the whole match because that was also a too long show. Yeah. But the final five minutes was mind blowing. Yeah. We as were they always jumping are. Jumping out of our seats for all yeah. the near falls and all the reversals and counters. Absolutely. And by the end of it, you're just like, well, that was fun. Yeah. But this one ended on a downbeat where you had this like, you know, the, the match, whatever it was, it was a, it was a match. But then the finish felt like you were just entering the final third. It went 20 minutes and we're like, OK, now we're in the first five minutes because you get this great Ronda Becky stare down. The crowd start to rise the, to the their final feet. five minutes. Yeah. You said the first five minutes. So, oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah. I'm tired. And you're like, this is what we've all wanted from Survivor Series when this all really kicked off. And they start to brawl. They're, they're like, the, the just fists are flailing wildly. Ronda picks up Becky messily, but awesomely messily. She uses the ropes to deadlift her up. Goes for the Piper's pit. Uh, Becky puts her into a crucifix. One, two, three. And Ronda's shoulders were massively off the ground. Yeah, she arched her back. Yeah. And then, granted, she did come back down, but then that's a new pin. Then you start pinning again, or counting again. And I'm like, okay, oh, so I thought you were now going to have four minutes of fun near falls, near falls yeah. Charlotte running in to break stuff up, and then someone taps in the disarmor. Yeah. But this was a very flat finish. And the, so was it, in, so that the first question, was it intentional? Is that to me? It's to, to us all. To us all. So there are conflicting reports on this. Um, Pro Wrestling Torch, Tom from Pro Wrestling Torch, was I think it's Collahue, I believe is how you say his name. Mm. He said it wasn't the planned finish. The planned finish was Becky was supposed to tap out Charlotte and Ronda just didn't get her... Well, she, she didn't realise that the referee was going to continue pinning. She thought her shoulders were up. And uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, who actually has a quite a very good track record. I love really, Sean Ross yeah. Sapp. He's one of my favorites. He and a really nice guy as well. He um, uh, he also said, yeah, it wasn't the planned finish. They they did mess it up, and Ronda was really annoyed because it made her look very bad. On the flip side of that, you've got um, Dave Meltzer <laughs> and Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer and Figure Four saying, no, that was the planned finish. The only botch was Ronda was meant to have her shoulders down. And so those were the two finishes. And so then the conversation came up on Wrestling Observer Radio about like, well, why didn't Becky tap out Ronda? Why didn't that? Why wasn't there big? There's a big submission finish. Ronda was always going to eat the pin, and the apparently the reasoning was Ronda never tapped out in judo, and she never tapped out in MMA, so it would be too fake for her to tap out in wrestling. Mm. And so they wanted. The, so the the decision was made. She would never tap out. She, like that, it's just not in her character to tap out. She has to take a pinfall instead. Yeah, I, I can. You know what? I see that argument. And I, I don't. Well, no, no, it's you, too you, fake. Wrestling is fake. Look, 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 look. You no, can, I mean, I don't want to use that word, but yeah, you can, you can say 
Like, that's not an all terrible idea. The idea of protecting someone that they've never been tapped out, if they're going to come back in the future, there's, there's parts of a good idea there. I don't think it's a simple, that's, that's the wrong way to think of things. I think that's, that could potentially be very smart long-term booking. I, but personally, I would have had Becky tap out Ronda. Mm-hmm. But I see, I see the reasoning behind not wanting to tap no, her see, out. I see, but, I see your reasoning of like protecting someone to bring them back, as opposed to saying like, "Well, she didn't tap out in no, MMA." No, so, but, I, what I think is, a, I don't think it's the right way to look at it. I still think that's good character work. Mm-hmm. That's consistent character work over a whole career. If you, and that's the reasoning you tie it in. So, I, I, I do like that. But what I don't like, <laughs> what like I just disagree with completely. If this was intentional, it's such a flat finish. Yeah. But like just from the structure of the match, it didn't come at the high point of the drama, which you really want. Becky feels like she's kind of fluked it when I don't think we want underdog Becky. We want cool, badass, man comes around, Survivor Series punching Becky. Not Daniel Bryan, which is, again, I think it's what WWE have fallen into. They're like, ah, it's a Daniel Bryan's thing again. Let's do what we did with Daniel Bryan. And they're like, oh, the company keep trying to take her off of things. That there's a, the fans trying to get something and the McMahon's stopping it from happening. That's the way to tell this story. But you're like, no, we just want to see Becky kick ass. Yeah. So I, I really, and yeah, and Charlotte on the outside, like where was she in this whole thing? The best comparison I've seen, and I completely, completely agree with this, is that, Becky winning the belt was not Austin beating Shawn Michaels and the Austin era beginning. It was Sting beating Hogan at Starcade 97, mm. where it was meant to be this big crowning moment, but actually came off really flat because the finish was completely ridiculous and just didn't work whatsoever. Yeah. And so you don't have that big, yes, Becky's finally the champion. Becky's got both the Raw and SmackDown <coughs> women's belts. It's exactly what we've wanted. Instead, you're like, ah. Oh. Well, that sort of came out of nowhere, and it didn't really make her look good. It didn't make Ronda look good. Where was Charlotte? And we're now we're not talking about where Becky's going next. What next for Becky Lynch? We're just talking about this really flat finish. Mm. And I don't think, for me, that's not what I wanted. And perhaps that's a very entitled thing for me to say. But it's not that. That's not how I would have wanted Becky's big crowning moment to have been. Yeah, yeah. This is your first. This is your first women's main event of a WrestleMania. Yeah. And we're... I mean, it's a kind of gender equality that we're, we're just criticising it on the same level as we would a men's match yeah. rather than sitting here going, what a PR triumph. Like, if this had been Roman Brock at SummerSlam last year... This would be crucified. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like... It, that, that, that's what I mean. Like we want, like they wanted the, the big Roman crowning moment where he finally slays the beast. If it had been like a fluke roll-up... I don't think we've been sitting there going like, oh, that was a great crowning moment for, yeah. for Roman there. It's weird because it's it's similar to my issues, we'll talk about it later, with the Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins win, one, yeah. where you're, you're protecting this this UFC person. Maybe it's because they were going to give us all three big baby face wins. Like, well, we can't have all three of them be good. Yeah, let's just hold, hold would, them yeah, back. Let's just have yeah. one of them be good and we'll hold back on the others. <laughs> so there's either it was a botch and people aren't good at their jobs or it was intentional and a really ineffective way of booking a, a very important moment. So there's there's no good. <laughs> there's no. I, I think I don't think I haven't seen anyone coming to the defence of this. No, I've seen people who were there live who just said. Uh, I think Jaron said this in his email, this sentence, which we'll talk about in the podcast intro and outro. He said that um, oh the the reaction was great in the building. We didn't really care about the finish. We were just happy to see Becky win. 
And I suppose that's certainly one argument to it. Mm. It's just like, hey, yeah, you know, at least at least Charlotte didn't win. At least Ronda didn't win. We, we did get the right person winning. So there is that way to look at it. Right result. But there's only so many right results you can have with the wrong context. Yeah. And that's when it starts to get derailed. Yeah. So I've not seen anyone really defend the finish, mm. just defending the person who won. And I think that was the right call. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Uh-huh. 
So we've got a lot of matches to get through, but let's uh, hit up some su- su- super chats. Uh, so shout out to Daniel Brown and Bineth uh, and F3A75FU11 for your donations. Um, and actually using it. And uh, Jonathan, uh, who's also donated, saying, loving all the content this weekend, deciding to up the ante and upgrade to a 25 pledge hammer on Oy. Patreon. Thank You'll you. get a verbal shout out in you the podcast. You certainly will do. Uh, John Inahauso uh, has said, hey guys, I love your content, but I wanted to inform you that I was there live last night and at least a good 500 people wanted refunds due to the lighting situation blinding them. Mm, yeah. So there was chance for that. That actually also happened at um, NXT, uh, the takeover show. Apparently there was just a lighting setup in both the Barclays Center and the MetLife that was just shining lights on people and they couldn't really see the ring. Yeah, it's not very good, is it? Not very good at all. Uh, Darkside73 is also donated to say, uh, "What? who do you guys think is going to debut on Raw tonight? Loving your guys' content and seeing the channel grow from just Ollie in January 2017 to now. Bray. Uh, Bray. I think it was 2016. Uh, uh, oh, that's a, not a debut, though, is it? It's a return. Uh, so, like an NXT debut, or. I don't think we'll get any NXT debuts. We've already had 10 this yeah. year. And they've got the Superstar Shake Up this month? Next week. Oh, next... Is, is it next week? I don't know. They'll probably announce it on Raw tonight, yeah. to be honest, when it's, that's officially going to be. Unless I, I think they've done an advert for it in Canada, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we're going to get any debuts. As I said, because we've had 10 and we've done nothing with them. I think we're going to see returns more than anything. Um, so Bray Wyatt has been kind of my consistent shout for the last couple of weeks, either on Raw or SmackDown. I think we're going to get a Bray Wyatt return. But I would have said like Ember Moon or Luke Harper, but turns out they just show up in Battle Royals. Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan's a good shout, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Superstar Shake-Up is actually next week. It is next week. Yeah, I, th- uh, I thought it was, because usually yeah. the week after Mania, isn't it? Which I don't get. I think it's it's more... Well, I guess you've got... That gives you two big bumper episodes. Yeah. Uh, any more before we kick off with the Cruiserweights? Uh, of course, German Dan, uh, one of our uh, biggest fans. Uh, WrestleMania has not been great the past few years, but this year's was wonderful eight hours is far too long but we got kofi becky and hawkins winning the past few were so much fun i'm gonna miss kurt and batista thank you guys yeah i i think it's the best since wrestlemania 30 yeah i i've really enjoyed it uh, actually overall uh jobber donated to jobber jj donated to say uh yes he thought it was botched match never kicked into its final gears and he also asked do you think vince will change his mind on the length of the show Huh. I think they've got to. But we've been saying that since 2013 when Raw went three hours. Yeah. That That's not their business strategy. Their business no. strategy is to suffocate the people who like their content most and get the watch time up on their service. Although in fairness, the three hours was a USA decision, not theirs. And Vince reportedly did fight it, um, but then had to just bow down to the, the corporate bosses. It's his show. <laughs> he can just say no. Like you could... I don't think you can say no. If, the, if, the, if you're the network you're on demands that you have to change the show to be a certain way, then you have to. But there's a contract in place, surely, where it's two hours. Yeah. And then if you're just like, oh, okay, you're well, going yes, back on that But it's contract. also like, if we up it to three hours, we'll also give you X amount of millions of dollars for it. Yeah. And that's where you say, no, I don't want your millions of dollars. Because oh, yeah. in the long term... Because oh, that's what corporations always do. No, I don't want your millions of dollars that you're going to give me. But look, me. Like, I think in retrospect, it was a bad decision. Oh, they a lost, decision. lost yeah. a lot of money because of 
a decline in viewership because of that length. But they had, you know, a huge turnover of money last year. So all's well that ends well, maybe. Just projecting this now. Mm. Uh, when Ramirez donated, yes, you are right. Kofi is now a Grand Slam champion. Uh, Kyleman uh, donated to say, flat finishes are great. They give a flavor of realism to otherwise scripted competition. Nah, nah, they're called flat finishes. You're talking about knockout punches. Yeah, where surprise, like You're sub- about fin- surprises. Yeah, finishes come out of nowhere, and you're like, oh my god, it happened. Like Goldberg Lesnar, or, yes. or just like a. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg Lesnar is a great example of that. That was a surprise finish. It wasn't a flat finish. Yeah, flat. Fi- Look, the clues in the name. <laughs> no one wants a flat finish. Uh, and we'll have one more. Um, I'm not going to read out yours, John, because I'm not even going to try and read out your surname. He's donated to say, donate another 10, because I want to hear Luke mispronounce my last I'll name. I'll try it. Maybe, uh, I think it's Inahuzo or Inahuzo. Inahuzo. Yeah, I always get it wrong. Uh, and lastly, Flipmech. Uh, seems to me the finish was an audible called on the spot to wrap it up, either because the show was going too long and people had to leave, and or because of Ronda's injury, which we haven't talked about. Yeah. Uh, Ronda the rookie just screwed up her first ever pin. Um, so we yeah we that's a good point. She yeah, hasn't we, had much practice getting pinned. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, the reports are that Ronda Rousey broke her hand during the match. But if one of the reports was that Charlotte was the one who was going to get tapped out, I don't I don't see why the hand would be an issue. Well, call, well calling an audible and calling them. Oh yeah, I suppose you could just have Ronda yeah, belt to the outside. Out. Yeah. Um, right. So should we get, do the rest of this show things? So we've got a lot to cover. It's going to be quite scattergun. Uh, yeah, so Buddy Murphy, <laughs> Buddy Murphy, Tony Nice. A really good in-ring match. Um, not much of a crowd reaction because there wasn't many there. Great slapping sounds. Good. Buddy Murphy got cut on the eye quite horribly. Oh, didn't he just? It looked initially like there was a, a huge black eye, but I think it was just the blood had spread. Yeah. Because uh, he probably wiped wiped it like that. But uh, when, it, when they got it cleaned up, it was just quite a fine cut on the corner. Yeah. And that was a surprise finish. Because I don't think many people going in expected Tony Nese to win. Yes. And that that popped me, actually. I yeah. really liked it. Really fun match. Um, long term, I don't think Tony Nese is the guy to carry that division. But, but you, you, I think maybe he's, Buddy Murphy. That's going to say, I'm thinking Buddy Murphy is going to get the uh, the quote-unquote call-up to the main roster for Raw and SmackDown. That, oh, that, that, was, that was my thinking on the way in for Buddy. That would make me very happy. Yeah, yeah, like Samoa Joe doing an open <laughs> challenge on SmackDown for the US Championship and debut Buddy Murphy that mm. way. After that, we got the Women's Battle Royal, where we've already said this. Loads of women just walk out, get a jobber entrance. Ember Moon's just there. Yeah, she's just there. And then Naomi and Asuka got entrances. Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't Ember Moon get one? Surely that's a return. Yeah. Like, it's a big surprise for people. And it's not like Dana Brooks coming back or Alicia Fox. Ember, people love Ember Moon. Yeah. We love Ember Moon. She hasn't had anything to do on the main roster, but this is the WrestleMania crowd. It's now one year since Ember Moon came up to the main roster. <laughs> deary, deary me. Um, Candice LeRae was in there too. And Kyrie Sane. And Kyrie Sane. And they didn't do a Kyrie Sane Asuka stare off. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah. But they did do a bunch of things that I didn't know I wanted. Oh, do you know what, actually? In hindsight, this was one of my favourite matches on the whole show. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed this. I really, really got into Dana Brooke versus the Riot Squad. Loved it. And she eliminated Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Oh, it was great. I want to see a continuation of that on Raw. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for a Dana Brooke push. But for me... I'll regret saying that in a couple of months. Sarah Logan, mate. Yeah. Sarah Logan was so good in this. She mm. was great. I never knew I wanted a Sarah Logan... Sarah Logan? Logan. A Sarah Logan solo push so much. Yeah. I, I thought she was great. Don't want her to split from the Riot Squad, but mm. I want her to get a push out of it. It was weird how she was separated from them. 
and she she ran wild a bit. She had more Viking style makeup on her face. But yeah, like it comes down to a final three of Asuka, Sonia Deville, and Sarah Logan. Sonia Deville was so good as well. She I, was great. I just thought, what an inspired choice yeah. of the final three. And and yeah, it was that that part that. The rest of the match was actually quite sloppy and a bit. A lot of people standing around waiting for stuff and standing around quite obviously waiting. Yeah, there yeah. was a moment where you can look. You can literally see Asuka putting her hand onto Sarah uh, onto Sonya Deville's chest, being like, "It's not our time just yet, yeah. but we're just gonna have to stand here for a little bit." <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Sarah Logan was the eliminated them both. Everyone goes crazy. We're like, "Yes, okay." Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but cool. And then Carmella gets... Babyface Carmella, heel in my books now, eliminating Sarah Logan. I think that was meant to get... I think we were meant to boo that Sarah Logan had won. Mm. And then we get the babyface pop because Carmella, the babyface, eliminated Sarah Logan. It just worked the opposite for me because I was really happy to see uh, see Sarah Logan win. Yeah, I think everyone was. And I think they're overestimating how much people like Carmella as a babyface. We like Carmella with our truth. I don't think anyone's there actually liking Carmella. Yeah. In in that role. She's a very good heel, but she hasn't done anything as a baby mm, I'm not face. Sure she's separately. a really good heel either. Oh, you've got you've got your issues with, with Carmella. She's a great promo. Good promo. Um but yeah, so she she threw them out, which was fine. Uh it doesn't matter. It's it's the women's battle royal. It's not on the lead to anything. But why do that finish? If that's very similar to the finish you're going to do on the men's royal. I, we, yeah, we said this during the live stream. The agents just were not talking to each other that that was the finishes that they were going to do. Um, then we got onto the main kickoff show. Yeah, they kick did a, two. you know, like a, a welcome to the a different sort of video. Sorry, it wasn't a different channel. Mm. Uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus the Revival, which was so Ryder was worked over forever. Yeah, uh, which which was actually okay because the revival are very good at that. But I wasn't that in- interested when Hawkins got this hot tag. Yeah, it, it was nuts. It was, it was great. so much fun. This was one of the more frustrating matches of the night for me because this could have been an excellent story. Yes, of and it and it is of Hawkins finally ending his defeated streak and him and Ryder winning the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Two guys that have been overlooked their entire WWE run. Like it was a great, great story. And the revival are such good sort of like bully heels that they would have been great fodder for them. Problem is that story was started three months ago, then was never mentioned again until they did a WWE.com clip where Hawkins and Ryder challenged them to the point where I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I thought that was like, well, they're not going to do it because why wouldn't you have done that on TV? Not even on the go home show. No. And it, yeah, not even on the go home show. And then all of a sudden, like, and then they win. And I'm like, well, the win, the win doesn't, sorry, the win doesn't mean anything because there's been no build for it. We didn't even do a proper prediction for this match because it wasn't even made on Thursday when we recorded that. No. Or, or, or Wednesday. But the, it's, it's going to be frustrating because WWE are going to tell this like Kurt Hawkins undefeated streak for years and here he is. And you're like, that's not how it played out to us. No. You didn't tell that story. So it's. And they were instead building Alistair Black and Ricochet. So this was a very fun match, but it could have been incredible. Yeah. It could have been an incredible moment. Uh, like main card worthy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and it should a, have been. A, another example of a flat finish compared to a good finish. When Kurt Hawkins rolled up the cocky, uh, was it Scott? I think it might have been Dawson, yeah. Scott Dawson, 
uh, after playing possum, that was a good finish. That's, that's a surprise finish. And very good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, revival backstage are probably WWE have given up with them, haven't they? Yeah. The Memorial Giant that Andre Royal Battle was after this, and yeah, uh, Luke Harper got the Ember Moon spot. So sad for Luke Harper. <laughs> so going, I, my heart breaks for Luke Harper. It really does. Mm. Like he was a guy. He should have been in that WWE Championship match a couple of years ago. He should have been there. It should have been a triple threat with Randy and Bray. With Randy and Bray, great storyline. So exactly, like it just it just made sense mm. for Luke to be there, but he was just forgotten about, and he's been cleared since February, but he himself has said, like writers still think he's injured and agents still think he's injured because there's no communication saying, yeah, he's cleared now and he's available to wrestle. They just have no plans for him. Mm. They don't see him as a commodity that can be made, that can, money can be made off of. So he's just a forgotten toy. He's just a toy at the bottom of the chest that's not being played with. It's a real shame. And that is a real shame because as soon as he was in that ring, I just looked at him and I was like, I love that man <coughs> so yeah. much. And there's so much you can do with him. He's so good. And there was even a moment where Luke Harper is just staring a hole in Braun Strowman. And I'm like, oh, why at family confrontation? And they, they start to square up, but everyone jumps Luke Harper and it never happens. I'm like, oh, there's so much there uh, that Luke Harper is suplexing Mustafa Ali to the outside. He's on the ring apron. They, he holds it forever, and then Braun Strowman kicks them both off. Unfortunately, Ali seems to just go headfirst into the corner of the commentary desk yeah. real hard. Guy who's just come back from a concussion. It's not good to and have... a broken heart, like, you know, the, uh, the bruised yeah. eye. Like, it's not good to pick up multiple head injuries, if, if he has, uh, in a short space of time. But the, the real point of this match was Colin Jost and Michael Che, the Saturday Night Live guys, Jost... That when they got in the ring, they just left and hid under the ring. When everyone else was eliminated, they tried to eliminate Braun Strowman. There was some unfunny shtick with a therapist. Yeah, and the therapist was trying to do like the the Jinder Shanti thing, mm. and then Braun was just like, da -da -ba -da -ba -da! and you know, just <laughs> thrown to the corner or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. This went on for too long, <clears throat> really, and it wasn't funny. It didn't help Braun. Um, and it wasn't getting over with the crowd. And then Braun won. Yeah. Braun, Braun won by picking up uh, Colin Jost and throwing him outside onto a bunch of heels who had been eliminated about seven minutes previously. Yeah. So you're like, why are you standing there? Standing there watching. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make sense when you start to think about it, even for a second. Uh, another poor WrestleMania showing for Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get a push in the summer. Hey, Nicholas was not a poor showing. It was a great moment. It wasn't the best use of his character. No. But can we all can we can, can can I have a moment of I told you so? I enjoyed Nicholas. I, I thought it was really fun. But on that WrestleMania review, I said that's his suffering succotash moment. You did say that. Braun Braun is now like now he's entered comedy brawn mode. And yeah, look at the year he had that, he's had. had Awful. that feud with Kevin Owens. Yeah. The, the feud with Kevin Owens where he was definitely the heel but was being pushed as the baby face. Mm. And then the random heel turn, the dogs of war, the loss at Crown Jewel. That was the final nail. The, a feud with Baron Corbin that he won but still didn't get a title shot out of. Being added to the Rumble match. Been taken off the Rumble match. And then feuding with <coughs> comedians. 
Um, Alexa Bliss kicked off the main card of WrestleMania by coming out and saying, hey, here's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, she flip-flopped as face and heel throughout this show because she was a heel later on with the B team. I can't stand her. I cannot stand <laughs> her at the moment. It's, and it's not her as a person. It's no. just them. It's, she's like a McMahon. It's just, yep, I'm going to put you in this, uh, this, this segment and you will just be the, the character we're missing from it. There's no consistency. It's so frustrating and patronizing. It was very frustrating. And when she came out again later in the show, I was like, I don't need to see you right now. Mm. Oh, we need this show. We need to get this moving. Yeah. We need to get this rolling. Uh, she, why can't we have an official timekeeper rather than a host? Someone who's like, come on, no, 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 oh, no, guys, no. We, we can't, on. we can't have this segment. Yeah. Uh, so Hulk Hogan. We told you Jersey Transport we were done an hour ago. Hulk Hogan came out. And he got a big reaction because he's Hulk Hogan. It was it was fun to see him. I mean, it's it's just it's wrestling, isn't it? I did. It's well, sorry, it's WWE. It's isn't sports it? entertainment. So whatever. Uh, the best bit was he made a joke about being in the Silverdome, brother, which is when a joke, a reference to when he said the wrong stadium name back at WrestleMania 30. Yep. And then he said that they're in the MetLife Center, and they're in the MetLife Stadium. So he still got it wrong. No, I think it is. Oh, he said the MetLife Stadium and it's the MetLife Centre. Well, screw me. Yeah. Or am I making a metaphysical joke? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, it was... I I don't think Hogan's actually got any consistent morals either. No. He just just morphs depending on the situation. Apparently, I did see on Twitter... I can't remember where I saw it from, though. Uh, It might have been Biggie himself, but I think um, apparently Biggie aired his grievances with Hulk Hogan. They had a very long chat about... Hogan's actions and how that made Biggie feel and why New Day were like completely no selling him at the uh, Hall of Fame and things like that. So apparently there is now uh, a clearer air between New Day and Hogan. It's a new day. It's a new day. Yes, it is. But for me, this was an Alan Partridge shrug. Mm. Uh, But what wasn't, what was a a rip roaring success and a brilliant idea. This is this is creativity at its finest. Do you know this was changed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So 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 Paul Heyman just storms out while Alexa Bliss and Hogan are doing these that this intro thing. And he storms down to the ring and he says on the mic, if Brock Lesnar isn't the main event, I'm not hanging around here. I wish I had that <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the set seven hour runtime. Yeah. That's the best move he could have done. Yeah. So he's like, We're having the match right now. And to, and Corey Graves is, is saying on commentary, it's a brilliant idea. Seth Rollins won't be warmed up. He's unprepared for this match. What a great strategic move. And Brock Lesnar comes out and Seth Rollins comes out. Brock attacks him right away. Uh, Brock beats him around for five minutes. And then they only have a two-minute match in the ring, which uh, Seth wins. But yeah, this wasn't the original plan. No, so yeah, the story is that the opening match was supposed to be AJ versus Orton. That was on the run card. Uh, it was on, um, right up until the show started. Uh, WrestleVotes were even tweeting about it. The decision to put Brock and Seth on was made during Alexa Bliss and Hulk Hogan's segments. That's, like, that's so late. So apparently, that's why Hogan reacted the way he did, because he had no idea why Paul Heyman was storming down to the ring. Because in Hogan's mind, he just has to do his poses and then walk to the back. All of a sudden, here comes Paul Heyman. So that's, yeah, the decision was made very, very late in the day. But, like, what an idea. I think it's a great idea. I, do, I just assumed they'd planned that for ages. To have that, th- three like, three minutes, three minutes before it happened. Yeah. And we said at the time, 
it makes sense as well because that way you can spread out the big baby face wins. Because yeah. I th- I was adamant they were going to do all three of them. I know there were a lot of people who said they're not going to do all three. I was so sure of myself they were going to do th- all three big baby face wins. And to spread them out, Seth at the start, Kofi in the middle, Becky at the end, that's a brilliant way to lay out a card mm. that's unfortunately still five hours too long. But it, it, I, so it, I thought it was a really smart move. What wasn't so smart in my perspective mm. was the way Seth won. So Brock, granted, has bent the rules considerably by jumping Seth and beating him pillar to post around the ring for five minutes, F5, suplexes, all this stuff. Um, But then behind the referee's back, Seth low blows him, hits three curb stomps and wins. That's the match. Now, if the whole idea of Seth's character is to rid this this sort of lazy, not lazy presence, but someone who's been taking the system to his advantage. He's been holding it hostage. Holding it hostage. I think your character should be someone who doesn't sink to any cheating levels. Yeah. I think it's a much more emotionally satisfying story to tell that way. So to see him immediately cheat in probably his first piece of offense, and it's not like this is a long trait in this storyline. It was only the Monday go home raw where Seth first hit a low blow on Brock which I also had problems with I, I just yeah I, I, I feel like it why are you protecting Brock here just put Seth over clean Brock's been strong for so long he doesn't lose anything and wasn't the storyline they were telling that Brock struggles against smaller guys Finn Balor took him to his limit Brian took him to his limit AJ took him to his limit wasn't that the story we were telling in this not I have to low blow you to win yeah. So I, I I thought that was very misjudged. Yeah, me too. Um but it was it was a great moment. It was overall like as, as a to start the card off this way and for Seth to win and swinging the, the belt around. The belt round. That, yeah. It was great and thank God the Brock thing's over. Well, um, you know, they're still Saudi and they're still raw tonight. We'll always have Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Uh, after that, we got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Jerry Lawler was out there for guest commentary because... There was a lot of guest commentators on this show. They were cycling them out. It, yeah. it was ludicrous after a while. Page, JBL. Um, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah. There, there was about 12 Joseph, different Aiden commentators. English. Yeah, it was, it was <coughs> silly. It is ha- there were too many commentators. Right? Uh, but it was actually quite comically fun. We'll start to pick up the speed. Um AJ Styles and Randy Orton, I thought, was really, really good. I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked this yeah, match. Yeah, I really did. Orton brought his A game. He wrestled so differently to how he normally does. There was a moment where he headbutt AJ on yeah. the top rope, just like a really vicious, uh, and I just thought, that's, and there was a, an uppercut shortly after that. Uh, I just, it, I want that Randy all the time. Yeah, well, this is what people have always said. Triple H has said this. Randy Orton should be considered one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's just unmotivated. Mm. He doesn't care enough to be the best in the world. Me, if if I'm if I'm the employer there, I make sure he's motivated. I don't book him in feuds with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> yeah, you know, for like, four months. You've got you've got to use your creative people are very sort of sensitive. You need to you need to really deal with them properly. So that I I get the heat on Orton, and he's not blameless, but. You know, it's also the way the company manage him yeah. uh, that, that's pro- par- partly f- at fault for this. But I thought this was a really good match, uh, and AJ picked up the win with the forearm. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved it. I thought it was really good. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Really, I knew it was going to be good, 
and it exceeded expectations. Lacey Evans did her catwalk. She was actually um, the bookie's favourite to win the Battle Royal up until about half an hour before the Battle Royal started when it suddenly switched to Carmella. When the result leaked. So, <laughs> yeah, so I would imagine that probably Lacey was meant to be in the Battle Royal and then she was taken out of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, she, came, she did the catwalk thing. It's still not going anywhere. Maybe it'll go somewhere tonight. Hopefully away. <laughs> Uh, then we got the Usos versus Ricochet and Alistair Black versus The Bar versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. The Usos were one of only two acts to retain their titles yeah. this night in this match. This was 10 minutes. This was, a, this was a SmackDown fun TV match. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really, really, really fun. Yeah, and it was, um, it was the polar opposite of the tag match they had last year, which we were really excited mm. for. Um, with the Usos, Bludgeon Brothers, and New Day, where we were like, oh man, that's going to be a show-stealing match. Complete opposite of that, where that got like five minutes, no one cared. This was ten minutes, everyone was really into the near falls, everyone got to do all their big spots. I I thoroughly had fun with this. And it's mainly because of Cesaro. Cesaro is yeah. such a unique talent in that he can whip a crowd into a proper frenzy. And I know he's not a charismatic promo, but good God, give the man a body to swing or someone to uppercut, or a beach ball to pop. Yep. He's incredible. Oh, yeah. There's there's this spot where Cesaro gets Ricochet for the swing, and he just starts swinging, while Sheamus, his tag team partner, grabs every single other member in this match and does the overhand clubs on the apron. Yeah. Goes on for about two minutes. There was, my favourite part of it is, because Sheamus is doing like the, the beats of the Bowery or whatever it's called, and he's doing it over the ropes, and he's like throwing one person down, grabbing another one, and doing it. And you can see Cesaro spinning Ricochet. Perfect person to do it with, because Ricochet is what, like 80 pounds soaking mm. wet. So it was like a perfect person to do it with. And there's a point where you can see Cesaro getting tired and Ricochet starting to lose his core strength. And Cesaro just goes, ah! Uh, and just powers <laughs> up again. And it's the crowd whipped even more into mm. a frenzy because he was slowing down, slowing down, whoop, and just started going yeah. back around again. It was great. Um, the, the only downside here was that this was the point I lost Wrestle League. Yeah, it was indeed. So I will be doing a uh, music video cover of Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. Still, you made a good comeback. <coughs> Considering you were five points down after the G1, and you came, uh, you were one point behind me by the end of this. I'm now in the lead in season You're two. You're leading season two. Yeah, off the back of the WrestleMania. I had a great WrestleMania predictions. It's a really bad Impact United We Stand. Yeah, damn that show. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but that's, that will probably be in three weeks' time. Quite busy. Uh, then we got match of the night. 100%. Oh my God. Yeah. Where did this come from? Who would have thought this would be match of the night? This was great. Shane McMahon versus The Miz with Miz Dad. Oh, Miz Dad. When he, people are sharing that image around so much of him getting in the ring and doing the, because he's only got one facial expression, whether it's sadness whether it is joy for the Miz winning, whether it is being potatoed in the face, whether it's lying down on the floor. He has got one expression and it is perfect. It is. I was thoroughly sports entertained throughout this. I don't think we were meant to think this was funny, though. That would be my one thing about this. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, but I, 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 it's not like I was laughing at it I was laughing at it but I was also quite emotionally invested in it I didn't buy into any of the physicality which is why it was funny yeah. but I bought into the emotion yeah. and that's like that, that, that's the big thing for me I, I can I can easily overlook uh, 
not the best wrestling in the world, if I'm into the story and the guys are just showing fire, uh, which I think some, like Wrestling Observer very much struggles with that, where they, they will get bogged down in the details of that punch didn't look realistic. Whereas I, I'm, I'm more of a story guy. Mm. There's just two different ways of looking at the wrestling. Um, but this was, yeah, I've gone back and watched our live reactions for this match. It was so funny. I had such a blast with this match. Yeah. I was crying with laughter. There was a point where I yeah, had to yeah. like, like you and I both had to wipe away tears from our eyes because it was when Shane took this <laughs> ludicrous bump over the barrier and was meant to land on a golf cart, oh but he just bounced off the golf cart and cracked at the floor. Because oh. <laughs> he, 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 he hit the corner. It's like it couldn't have gone worse. And Laurie said, that's really impressive he hit it. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and you couple that with all the Miz Dad stuff as well. I had so much fun with yeah. this. I, I could watch this match over and over and over again. This was bad movie. Oh, it was. It wasn't it? Yeah. This was like... In, it's the room this, of wrestling. Yeah. And it was like... I'm telling you now, I said this after uh, Fastlane or Elimination Chamber, whichever it was. I want to see Vince and Shane <laughs> versus Miz and Miz Dad at the next pay-per-view. I can't believe I'm I'm completely behind this. The, the just so there was the 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 golf fit. There was when Shane took on Miz Dad and Miz Dad died. He just like laid Got there in the shot ring. by potato. And the, the finish, which was this superplex off the top of a filming platform. Yeah, it lo- I thought it looked really it good. It looked really good. Uh, but Shane landed on the Miz, and it was a fool's count anywhere. So actually. Shane ended up winning. Hopefully this feud continues. It has to. The heel won. So mm. the feud must continue with the tag match. But like, I love I love the golf buggy spot. <laughs> I keep coming back to the foreign commentary buffet table. <laughs> I just... When, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot about that. When, when Shane and Miz start brawling to the 80 commentators <laughs> in different languages. Yeah. And they just... It was... Because they ripped up one. I don't know how the tables are connected, but all the tables. <laughs> we were saying, we were joking. Like, it's going to be like a domino effect. Like once you hit one commentary table, they all fall down. And it, they literally did all fall yeah, down. Yeah, I was. It, this was so much fun. That was great. It was, it's genuinely, if I had to recommend <laughs> a match, of course I'm going to say Kofi versus Brian, but then it's this. Yeah. It's For this. a very different reason. If, if it's, if I'm just recommending one thing, for someone to watch, it's Shane's bump on the golf, yeah. the golf cart. Great, I, I loved it. Um, the Iconics are the new uh, women's tag team champions. They beat the Boss and the Hug Connection, Beth Phoenix and Natalia and Nia Jackson Tamina by stealing Beth Phoenix's uh, top rope glam slam yeah, on Bailey. I <coughs> with the entrance that the Divas of Doom had with Bret Hart coming out mm-hmm. uh, with them to go like, "You'll now go to the ring." And um, and uh, you know Beth Phoenix wearing the Natalia gear, I I said it was like the Divas of Doom are winning, like they've got to be winning here now. They have got like the big grand entrance. Natalia was obviously with the Hall of Fame yesterday because uh, the, the night previously because her dad had gone into it. I was like, yeah, they are definitely going to win. And then all of a sudden the Iconics stole it, and I leapt out of my chair in celebration because I said at the start I want the Iconics to win. I just don't think they will. Mm. So that, again, a surprise finish, not a flat finish, and I loved it. No, it wasn't, you're right, it wasn't a flat finish, it was a flat match, unfortunately. Oh, it was a flat match, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, I, I, Because I, the finish was the best part, yeah. where it was that surprise. This, yep, it was, uh, it, it, the, the crowd really dipped because Miz Shane was so much fun, 
this was sloppy. There were a few botches in there. Renee Young was unlistenable to. She on was commentary. dreadful. Paige was really bad as well. Um, Young's got this uh, really annoying habit in women's matches only where she's surprised that things are good. She will say, honestly, look out for it. She goes, wow, that was good. Like she's surprised. Like, what's the... All of you're meant to sell that all of it is good. You just made me think the rest of the match was bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, th- but that's what happened. It was this match could have easily been dropped. Yeah. And um, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, however, was the match of the night in terms of both in ring wrestling, mainly down to Daniel Bryan just just being hypnotizing to watch with his ground based. Matt style and reversals and just always having something to answer to Kofi. Like Kofi would start to make a comeback and Brian would just sort of be waiting to catch Kofi's yeah. leg or his arm. It's yeah, it fantastic. was really, really smart wrestling by Brian. Mm. We, were, we were a bit concerned early on as well because Kofi didn't seem to be on his game. And it's not that I, was, I think he was off his game. I just think that the, the not that the pressure got to him. I just sort of think like your, the adrenaline was almost a bit too much. Yeah. And I think he then needed to almost like, it's almost like that Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon thing. I'm just like, will you just calm down? Yeah. And I calm think. Calm the, the F, F down. down. And I think Brian kind of then working over Kofi in such a clever and smart way. I thought it was a wonderful, wonderful match that told a fantastic story. And as much as the Kofi win was great, Brian was my MVP for this match. Yep, I agree. Because yep. there was like he has this great thing where he's got this like sick sadistic smile where he's just like chuckling to himself, and then will just it will just drop and fade away from his face as he goes back into being vicious mode again. When he <coughs> was in the corner doing a slow yes chance mm. with this gross smile in his face, Joker like smile, I thought he was. Just tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Brian was tremendous. Byron Saxton has leveled up in commentary to be the best babyface commentator in the company. If you don't count Moro. Yeah. Like like Moro's play-by-play, I guess, but he is also the the sort of moral side of the the argument usually. Uh, but I, I it, and showing the, the the wrestlers backstage watching and cheering on Kofi was a great touch. Having Biggie and Xavier down there in the match, screaming encouragement, and just being this extra level of uh, what's the word when you sort of when you see your it's like a, an effect in movies where when you see someone watching something, mm. you kind of reflect on your own position. And and seeing Biggie and Xavier cheer for Kofi only made me want to cheer for Kofi more. Yes. So I, I I loved this match. I loved the finish. I loved absolutely everything about this match. I have seen someone say, I can't remember if it was on Twitter or on YouTube, said that they felt it was a, a, a Kofi heel turn because he was like, because he was doing the big stomps at the end. It was like, he said, I felt bad for Brian by the end of it. Especially because uh, apparently Xavier's on the outside shouting, give him what he deserves. Well, I, you know what? Sometimes spots... Uh, can can turn you off. I don't think it was, but you know, Brian's a man with a history of concussions. Yeah. So you you just you sit. Sometimes things like that take you out of the story, and you look at it in a different lens. I don't think it was a heel turn. Not and all. absolutely neither do I. My <coughs> only criticism I have of this match, and it actually really annoyed yeah. me. This actually upset me a little bit. Really, it's so, they, it's just such a basic error. They telegraphed the finish by having the WWE Championship, the leather version, out next to the ring on a plinth underneath like 
a bit of cloth like we wouldn't notice it was there. And so you, as soon as that was there, I was like, oh, cool, Kofi's winning then. Mm. And I know they released the T-shirt midway through the match, but I'm not on www.shop.com, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm tired. Looking for New Day merchandise. If I'm watching a match, because I've seen a few people have a pop at um, uh, Ryan Satin as well, because he retweeted that during the match. And people are like, why would you spoil the match for me? It's like, why are you on Twitter? Why yeah. aren't you watching the yeah. match? Yeah, yeah, I... So, I mean, that that's another conversation. But for me, that I don't think that's a the big issue. What is the big issue? Mm. It's having that plinth there with the WWE Championship on it, completely telegraphing the ending. As you said, such a basic error. Like, if, I don't know why you would do that. If if the idea is to have a new belt and unveil that design, no matter who wins, okay. Like the Universal Championship. Yeah, but the problem is, Brian has his own custom belt. Like a lot of this, Brian's character, this storyline, is based around that the belt itself as an object. So to suddenly have what is quite clearly a new belt by at ringside, like, oh, okay, so... Yeah, Brian as a character wouldn't want that, so Kofi's winning. It's yeah, really, really bad mistake. And fixed- uh, I'm choosing to look past it, but yeah, I'm yeah, I, I do want to look past it. I just I just want to say at it, during the in the moment, it did really annoy me because it it took me out of Brian's. I mean, I was still popping for near falls, <coughs> but I wasn't as invested in Brian's near falls yeah. as I as I probably should have been. And an easily fix, just have Kofi or Biggie run to the back at the end of the match, get the belt. And bring it out to him. I don't know why Biggie got the present before the match. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know what was going on there. That seemed like a mistake as well. Yeah, the, like people, the, everyone the camera was catching like, it. Yeah, and, Kurt and Kofi looking like, uh. So, yeah, unfortunate situation. But all the credit in the world to WWE because we give them a lot of flack for not going with momentum and going with wrestlers when they get hot. But they have with Kofi. And they've done it not to perfection because there was the, the booking on the way there was a bit weird, but they went with it. Yes. The important thing is they were going in the right direction. Yeah. They took a weird route, but they they went to the right place. So well done, WWE. That is new era stuff. That is the fans are the authority figures. And uh, the, the question is now is can WWE keep this up? Can they continue on with Kofi Momentum? Or is he going to end up as an Eddie Guerrero where, yeah, we put the WWE Championship on you, mm-hmm. but this time next year you're going to be in the pre-show Battle Royal or the the opening match and you're nowhere near the title picture anymore. Yeah. So the problem now is this, this show is three hours in, in a main card. If you've watched the pre-show, which most people would have, mm-hmm. you're, five, you're five hours in. Like, yeah, you might watch it at home. You're most definitely watching it if you're there live. Most All the people there have likely been there five hours. That's probably, probably too six long. because there's an hour to get in. Mm. That's too long for anything. I know American sports are weird and they go that long, but I think even baseball is like sort of tops. Not tops because, you know, innings and stuff, but four or five hours. Yeah, American football, American I think football, like four hours. Four hours. Let's stop there. Boxing cards. Five hours. Yeah. It, like, and no one watches the undercard unless you're super, super into it. So, and that was such an emotional high point that everyone was just like, oh, oh God, there's five matches left. Yeah, there's still 
what three hours yet to go. So you follow that. Hours. You follow that up not with another match, but with a backstage comedy skit. Alexa Bliss checking on Shay and Ross. Comedy. Yeah, exactly. And Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are revealed to be their doctors, and it's called a mortuary rather than a training room. And Kevin Nash is like, now it's time for your prostate exam, and he slaps the the glove on his hand. It's just a. This isn't. This would have felt a bit out of date as comedy in the noughties. Yeah. This isn't... I'd, this was so lame. This is very bad. And actually, we thought Scott Hall was um, Braun Strowman because he had the ponytail. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. like, oh, Braun Strowman's there. And then we thought, oh, this will be funny because they'll do the big reveal where it's Braun Strowman and it's like Austin and McMahon with the bedpan. Maybe they'll do that and they'll read like, Paige and Dr. Braun and you're doing something like that. But no, it was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash doing very bad comedy. And it was, yeah. Yeah. Very, very bad. Very bad stuff. Uh, and then we got Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Looks like Rey is <coughs> possibly still injured because this was over in one minute. Yeah. One minute was the official match time. 619, and Joe just choked him out. Mm. That was it. That's all she wrote. What's the point of having it on the card? Absolutely. Uh, what you what a, was the point? Yeah. A, a cool Mysterio entrance, but come on, guys. That what like. That was 10 minutes you could have just shaved. Yeah. With that skip, 15 minutes. The, 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 you didn't need all the stuff on the card. Uh, then we got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which was definitely the low point of the night. A tired crowd. This feud wasn't really hot because it was actually more of a feud with Dean Ambrose. The, the crowd chanted for Dean Ambrose at one yeah, point. No Dean whatsoever on this show. Uh, definitely a work, isn't it? Him oh, yeah, it's still, still a work. And Drew, it's... It's a classic Roman match. He's worked over for ages, and he comes back and wins. We said this. As the match was about to start, we all said, this match will be uh, Drew working him over for 90%. Roman come back. Roman wins. Yeah. And this is six weeks out from his return from leukemia. Spectacularly misbooked. Like, yeah. very badly mishandled here. You, you went with the momentum with Kofi, but for whatever reason... You didn't go with the momentum of your top star. Yeah. I just, it baffles me. Incredible, incredible amount of incompetency here. And again, this didn't need to be on the card. You could have just had, if you wanted a big Roman appearance at the show, you could have had him come out and celebrate with Seth and come out and you just do like a, a field sh a, a shield. I'm very tired. <laughs> a shield fist bump at the top of the ramp. Mm. And that's your big Roman thing. Crowd can pop huge because Roman's there. Um, Maybe one more appearance for Dean as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dean comes out and you just have the, your, your very last fist bump shot. Um, you didn't need to have this on the card. Um, it was really sad as well because Roman is at the end of his comeback. He stands up in the corner. He tries so hard to get the crowd to react. You know, he's like yelling, Rawr! to to psych him up. And he looks at the other side and does the same thing. No one's interested. People are on their phones. People are in the toilets. Because it's a long show, and this was a boring match. This would have been a boring match on Raw. Yeah. This isn't even a main event of Raw. Um, and to then, but as if that all of that stuff wasn't enough, we got an Elias musical skit that makes no sense. I was really dreading the Elias musical skit anyway. Because remember when we were going through the card and we were like, God, there's like 16, 17 matches on this card. The last thing we need is Alexa Bliss doing hosting stuff and an Elias music segment. Uh, and as soon as Elias, I was like, oh, man, 
I'm I'm done. I'm mm. really really done now. So he's he's on he's in a video package where he's playing the drums but poor, poorly as well. It should be added. And then he's sort of duplicated, so he's also playing the piano. And then he's live on stage, sorry, in the ring playing the guitar, and he plays a a song with himself. He plays with himself, and I'm like, okay, well this doesn't really have any point to it. So maybe whoever's interrupting this is going to attack them in the video and it's kind of funny that way and then they attack them in real life. That doesn't happen. So that you're like, well what is what was the point of all the Elias stuff? You get a Babe Ruth video package. He's not debuting. He's not lurking. And that brings out Doctor of Thugonomics John Cena. A lot of people have enjoyed this. I have no affinity to Thugonomics John Cena. I wasn't watching at the time. I hated John Cena when he came out of this gimmick when I was watching TNA. I've only recently started liking John Cena in the grand scope of history. And then he just did a, a promo. People went crazy for it. So not for me. I was so bored. I have... No nostalgic love for, and I'm and I'm going to say rapper in quotation marks John Cena, coming out and doing William Shatner spoken word poetry. I've got no nostalgia it's for not it. rapping. It's not rapping. It and I've got no nostalgia for it whatsoever. Like you, I wasn't watching when Cena was on the the ascent with this gimmick. So, and even going back and watching it for Wrestle Ramble Extra, I don't go like, oh, so this is why people like John Cena. Um, it's, it's so, it's, it's doesn't, so it's, goofy. It's never, it doesn't work for me. Maybe that's because I'm now in my 30s and I'm looking mm. back on it. But, like, it, it doesn't work for me. If anything, I prefer... I, I want now John Cena. I prefer John Cena with the haircut. I'm, I like this John Cena now. So, this... Um, I, I hated this segment. Yeah. I get... Look, I... But I, I get why people liked it. Yeah. If you've got nostalgic feelings for this, it's the same way you and I were raving about The Shield coming back and people saying, I wasn't watching at the time, I don't have the nostalgic love for mm. The Shield. So I completely get that. Completely get that. But you can't defend the Elias half of this. <laughs> like, that just makes no sense. There was no payoff to it. It was infuriating. Anyway, it happened. Batista versus Triple H next. Batista had a cool entrance with cars and security guards, and then he tripped over the second rope getting in. It was perfect. Someone <laughs> in the chat, I did see, just before we came on air, someone said, like, was I the only person that saw Batista fall over? I was like, no, no, no. The whole world saw Batista fall over. To the point where he effectively just did his entrance again so that when they do release the WrestleMania DVD, they can just cut that bit out. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was... It it's was like, it's, yeah, like um, Ultimo Dragon slipping at WrestleMania yeah. 20. You can just cut that bit out. Uh, he, he he walked around the ring and George acted with people. He was having so much fun. Camille Nagiani. Yeah, uh, he, he was smiling. He very carefully got into the ring the second time. He, he, Batista's great. He was great. Uh, and I was like, I don't even buy into you as a heel right now. You're just so happy to be there. Yeah. You, you genuinely must love it. But... Um... While that entrance was very cool, Triple H's entrance was incredibly lame. <laughs> it looked like on screen they played a cutscene from Mad Max, the video game for the PlayStation. Or actually, no, the Sega Saturn was <laughs> what was on screen. 
and it looked really bad and then it cuts a really rubbish sort of like images of Triple H driving the car, fake driving the car. And then out onto the stage comes a different car than the ones in the video and Triple H is riding on the back. And I thought, this is lame. Have you only just seen this film? I, yeah, I, it was, it was lame. (laughs) Uh, But it almost made me love Triple H more because he's such a dork. Yeah. Like this was so dorky. It's the Triple H you and I, Imagine in our minds, up in his room, drawing the logos for all the new NXT superstars, yeah, yeah, yeah. humming the entrance music. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to draw a logo. I'm going to put some skull. And... I'm gonna... What's his uh, skeleton king? Uh, the skull king. Skull king. Skull king. So skull cool. king. So cool. Uh, hey, Stephanie, come look at my new comic book I made. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did pose the question at the time, though. Was this lamer than the Terminator one? Because the Terminator one was really lame. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... <laughs> Trip- <coughs> Sorry, Triple H's WrestleMania entrances are, are sort of like an annual thing to look forward to, but they actually haven't got a great track record. I liked the, my the one I really liked was the one where Stephanie was on that big platform, like uh, like a dictator screaming at the audience mm. for what felt like ten minutes. That wasn't I did like, and I think I enjoyed the. I really tapped into the submissive side. (laughs) Oh, didn't it just? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they had quite the the night after this. Oh yes, they did not get out of that gear. (laughs) I mean, they eventually did, but they did not get out of it right away. Um, (laughs) And I thought they did a one with a motorcycle. Was that last year's the motorcycle one, or was that the same one? Oh yeah, with the the sort of. group of motorcycles yeah i can't remember, I can't remember. Well, let's talk about the match uh, we've got a few more matches to go still <laughs> uh uh the this was this had all the this could have been a good match it was a good match but the crowd reaction wasn't there it was 25 minutes went 25 minutes should have been 15 neither guy was in the cardiovascular shape to put on this kind this length of match uh, it had loads of really inventive spots. I loved the the sledgehammer finish where Ric Flair gave Triple H the sledgehammer. He sort of does the, the Troy um, yeah. punch at the end. Or Superman, Superman punch. punch. Uh, the, the nose ring being taken off Batista which we, with, with uh, pliers. Yeah, I thought it was great. Which we're, we're guessing the referee just gave Triple H a nose ring while Batista just removed the nose ring. Uh, really nicely done and a power bomb from Triple H on Batista onto the steel steps yeah brutal uh, there were some really good stuff but actually I think you you hit the nail on the head with this should have been 15 minutes not 25 yeah um, and he Triple H does get this criticism almost every Wrestlemania and I think it's a valid criticism I, he doesn't know how to read a room Mm. He will just, or, or call an audible, which he has the power to do so. He just thinks, I'm Triple H. I've got to have my Triple H 25-minute match. So I'm going to have my Triple H 25-minute match, regardless of whether the crowd are into this. I, I wonder if this is all connected. Like, there is some kind of control, not control freak, but, you know, NXT, this is how I want it to be done. This is my thing, and this mm. is how it is. And then this is my entrance. Yeah. These are, these are the, the thing. Yeah, I mean, and that's what makes him so great. But unfortunately, it's kind kind of a big negative at the same time when there's no one there to say, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like, dial back this creative sort of uh, 
stif- stifling part of you. Someone made uh, an excellent point on Twitter, um, and, I, and again, can't remember who it was. It was I saw it very early this morning, <coughs> actually about midday, because it was about the time I got home. Um, but uh, since uh, Triple H went part time, he, uh, the exception of two accounts where one person had a match that was one second longer, he's had the longest match at WrestleMania every year. And that, to me, that's, that's an issue. Mm. For yeah. shows that are too long, for Triple H to always have the longest match, I don't think works. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alexa Bliss had a skip backstage with the B team modeling Daniel Bryan's shirt that was advertising him as the, the still the champion. Farouk said, damn. Ron Simmons said, damn. I never think of him as Ron Simmons. Oh, always Farouk. Say Farouk. Uh, then we got what was just a complete negative. Yeah, I'm going to let you take this one. Um, I I don't like seeing you upset. I really don't. And I had to watch your heart break last night. It was like Ralph Wiggum. Uh, mm. And I was just there like... I was going through the frames. This is the moment where you can see his heartbreak. It's recorded. It is recorded. You can do it yourself on the live stream. And I I had no fun watching this match, and I had even less fun watching it because I don't like seeing you upset. Thank you. So it was Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. It's a bad story. It's... uh, It wasn't a good match. It was painful to see Kurt wrestle. It's been Kurt painful to see Kurt wrestle. It's been embarrassing to watch Kurt over the last two years since he came back to WWE because he's been rubbish. He's been handled terribly uh, and just very disrespectfully I think for for a man who's had the career he has. He's one of the greatest in-ring wrestlers ever to come on, like to, to be in the business and he's also one of the greatest personalities. And to have both of those in one person and he's an Olympic gold medalist the, to treat him the way they've done over the last two and a bit years and then to cap it off with, as I said quite graphically, I'm afraid, in my review, it's the piece of corn on top of a crap. Was I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Like, we, we knew Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, that's what happened. It's exactly what you thought. And then Baron Corbin won and that's it. It's it's rubbish. They Kurt said at the end of it. Well, I just like to hear those two thing, those two words to to send me off. The two words that have like personified my epitomized career. Epitomized my career. My career yeah. I'm like, you can't even give the guy a non-scripted promo at the end here. It's just and, and the whole crowd are chanting, "You suck!" One guy's crying. I'm like, why are you crying? This is this isn't a retirement. Well, it is a retirement, but it's a retirement that means nothing to me. This isn't my Kurt. I've got no. I don't know who this pretender is, and I'm not saying that as a, a negative. To well, it is partly to Kurt as a, as a performer himself, but it's more the presentation how Kurt's been packaged by WWE. It's tremendously sad. It's my favorite wrestler that's ever lived, and I've just watched one of my idols just be picked away at systematically uh skillets of gorilla position shared a video because he was there live um i have this in my news today of three people behind him who were asleep mm. who were just in their chairs sleeping and you can hear kurt angle's entrance music and everything they were just like yep this is what people are thinking about for the retirement match um this to me was summed up perfectly in a super super, super chat that we were given yesterday during the live stream, which was <coughs> so. This is what the complete opposite of Ric Flair's yeah. retirement looks like. Yeah, yeah. This to me screams. Triple H has never liked Trip, uh, Kurt Angle. He's never liked him. That's why their feud back in two thousand was scuppered. That's why it was cut short because Triple H 
I just don't think doesn't like him. And this to me feels a bit like professional jealousy in the years. This has been treated like a joke from day one. It was ended as a joke. And for Kurt Angle to say, the two words that have epitomized my career are you suck is ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and TNA did so much of a better job with Kurt Angle than anyone has ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's TNA. WWE's, well, his first year in WWE. Yeah, his first year in WWE and, <coughs> yeah, TNA. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a thing that's happened, so that sucks. It's <laughs> the sucks. end of Kurt's career. Uh, then we got Bobby Lashley versus the Demon Finn Balor. Blech. Demon Finn looked cool, but Blech. he didn't have a tongue painted on his face. He he felt the need to do the tongue himself. Uh, All the time. All the time. Like he was a thirsty dog. Yeah, Laurie said, he's, is he hot? Is he panting? Because <laughs> of all the paint on his body. He's got to sweat through his tongue. Every, every time the camera was on, he was just doing this. Blech. It's crazy. Like, the demon, the demon is in this match. He, I forgot he won the Intercontinental title. I'm, I'm more impressed with Bobby Lashley. I thought Bobby Lashley was so impressive in this match. He had the contact lenses in, which don't do anything for me, really. But the way he wrestled, just his physicality, there was something where he, he gave a delayed suplex into the ring on Finn from the apron. And he did this, like, scurry backwards. Mm. I don't know if it was a mistake, but if, if it was a mistake, he had the strength to keep Finn up there and still hit the suplex. I loved Bobby Lashley in this match. Yeah. I want this Bobby Lashley. It's like I want that Randy Orton. Yeah, no, I've got to agree with you on that one. Um, it went way longer than I was expecting it to go. Well, I think we all thought it was going to be a demon, a demon squashing Yeah, Bobby. all about the entrance. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was what it was. Yeah. But Finn won. <coughs> and then Alexa... And Alexa. For some reason, though, Finn Balor is listed as the champion when the demon won. And we now know that the demon is a different character because he's called the Demon Balor. Mm. Yeah. I don't, what are the rules? Uh, and then Alexa Bliss announced the attendance of... Uh, did you see... You, you, saw got, you got it wrong, mate. Oh, you no. said 56 and it's 65, mate. It's all right. Of all the things <laughs> to, to get wrong in my WrestleMania review video from today, especially because I put the graphic up on I the screen know, with the number... 82,265, and I said 256. Everyone, F. I think I think they're doing it jokily because they know how little sleep I had had. But that's that. It's, it's, it's bugs me. It's bugs me that I got that wrong. Uh, I've brought up this email a couple of times now, but um, Jaron Walker, I just wanted to bring this up, mm. um, said... Uh, it was sort of about how, like, uh, the, the situation of the building. He said, uh, WWE said there were 80,000 people at the arena, but the top four rows of the stadium were taped off, and almost 15% of the arena was taped off behind the stage, probably to make room for the pyro. There were probably more people at the Super Bowl than there were at WrestleMania. The eight-hour show was rough, and the seats weren't great. The leg room sucked, but it was fun nonetheless. So I think even... Uh, Jaren's uh, expectations of how many people were there are, like, perhaps way, way lower. I, it's... Are you telling me WWE might have inflated the official attendance figure? Well, that's impossible because Bruce Pritchard has told me that they don't, and I'm 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 pretty sure he's the most he's the most authoritative figure of what uh. it is that WWE tell the truth about, uh. and he said we don't lie about attendance figures. There's no agenda there. There's no agenda whatsoever. So yeah, um, but Alexa Bliss then said, "I think it's time we had a break." <laughs> oh, I just God. Saw it's about time we went home, mate. I, I, I want the last. Just put the last match on. 
And it was, she had to say it a few times before Our Truth and Carmela came out. Those are, those, I don't, none of these bits were funny. Our Truth and Carmela did a dance break, and then we got the main event. So that was the show. Jesus Christ. It was a long, long show. And I've seen a few people, and I'm, I'm going to guess the people who are making these comments are WWE stands and don't like the company being criticized, who are saying, hey, you didn't complain about the G1 being long. We did. We did. <laughs> we all said that show was too long as well. We were saying it so much. <laughs> so, and that was two and a half hours shorter than this was. That was our major talking point of the G1. How long Mega Ran was. <laughs> Mega Ran just would not stop. He, he Mega Ran over is what he did. <laughs> and when you think about that, that the G1 went five yeah. hours and WrestleMania went seven and a half. That two hour gap, that's a, that's a takeover show. That's a takeover show bolted on to a G1 show. So yeah, this was a very, very long show with too many matches. And a lot of those matches completely died a death <coughs> after the Kofi, after Kofi Mania. It's, uh, it's, I, f I feel like phase one. I feel like the entirety of Marvel's phase one could have fit in there. Yeah. You could have watched two extended editions of the Lord of the Rings. Oh. Right. Do you want some questions? I, um, anyway, actually, overall thoughts. Do you the, want to give oh, me yeah, some final so thoughts? Overall thoughts. I really enjoyed the show. Overall, like, if, if you just take the matches individually, I thought this was, this was such a good show. Um, the, the, the high points, of course, were the three babyface wins and the Ms. Shane McMahon oh, match. I just, I just wish you could have condensed all that down, cut the fat into a four-hour show, which is long. That's a long pay-per-view. Three hours. That's a normal pay... I guess because you've got Raw every, every Monday is three hours. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself. It was it was really fun watching it with everyone as well. That's the first time we've done it. What about you? I, I really enjoyed the show, particularly watching it with everyone on the live stream. I think that actually really, that made me enjoy the show even more. Yeah. I had a lot of fun uh, with everyone in the live stream. So uh, yeah, thumbs up from me. Just it was too long. Either you've got to cut matches, you've got to, yeah, you've either got to cut matches or you've got to spread this over two days. But, you know, we've been having this conversation about Raw being too long for <coughs> 10 years now, and that's not going away. That's not changing. So next year, we're going to be in this exact same position talking about how WrestleMania is, is seven and a half hours again, and everyone had trouble getting home. Yeah. Because it will be. Next year's WrestleMania will be seven and a half hours again mm. with so, pirate boats. So we'll do um, pirate themed. We'll, we'll do the super chats. We'll get to all your comments in a second and your thoughts on the show. But shall I, shall I do my big Oh, you want your, your fun thing? My fun thing. So one of the... I haven't told Luke I'm doing this either. Uh, it's not for you. Don't worry. Okay. It's not a surprise or anything. Uh, one of the, the, the good things over the last three days is we've been nocturnal. So that the sort of daytime side of things has been done by Pete Quinnell. Chopper Pete. He came on board uh, to help us with Screen Stalker. He's been writing for WrestleTalk.com for ages. And he's been great. He has been great. Uh, <clears throat> he... He currently works in a sandwich shop brand. Mm -hmm. You can say that, yeah. You, could, you would say. And uh, I, I said, like, let's see how it goes for a couple of months. And then maybe we can talk about it in a, in a couple of months, see how like you go down on the channel. I think he's gone down really well. Yeah, he's uh, been so good. And and everyone has been very supportive of him and, the, you know, welcoming him into the WrestleTalk family. And I know people want uh, just me, Luke, and Laurie all the time. But you said that about just me and Luke when Laurie came on and you said you say that about me you just wanted me so I, I'd like to think we've 
we're, we're giving we're giving good stuff. And the problem is sometimes me and what we all need holiday. Yeah. Like we do need, we don't take much time off, and so we, we need people to cover, like Peter's gloriously done. Yeah, so like I was, uh, he works at, he works in a sandwich shop, but maybe hopefully for not much longer. What <laughs> really? Oh, amazing! <laughs> I told him I was going to call him. He better pick up. Hello. Hey, Pete. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, you? Yeah, so we're, uh, are you watching the live stream? Uh, no, I... Why the I, hell not, man? I, because I listen to the rambles on my long coach journey. On yeah. my long coach journeys that I have, I, uh, I, I normally listen to them then, so I, I'm saving them. Well, I, I just thought um, you can experience this one live because we oh. were just talking about how great... You're, we're at your live now. By the way, yeah, oh. please, yeah. Hi, oh, Pete. Hello. Don't don't swear, Pete. Yeah, don't swear or anything. Okay. Uh, I'll you've try got my best. five thousand people watching currently. Uh, okay. So we're, yeah, we're just saying how great you've been over the weekend. So we'd just like to, you know, say thanks for that. Oh well, no worries. <laughs> and and was wondering if you if you wanted to come on full time. That's so hard for me not to swear. My God. <laughs> what was that say? What? Oh my God! Well, we we still need an answer, that Pete. Was, uh, that was that's that was a no. Michelle, <laughs> that was Michelle screaming because she could hear on the phone. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, if you're looking for an answer, yeah, 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 yeah. yay! <laughs> Welcome aboard, Pete. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Someone oh. just said, "The boyhood dream has come true for Chopper Pete, <laughs> Mrs. Chopper's baby boy." <laughs> oh my god, I, I have no idea what to say. Oh my god, you guys have, <sighs> Jesus. Um, <clears throat> okay, thanks, Michelle. Um. Oh, thanks, guys. No worries, mate. You're welcome, mate. Yeah. Should we see you Wednesday? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, and have, go and have a drink, Pete. Yeah. You've earned yeah, it. You've earned um, it, buddy. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to hang up now because um, we've got super chats to yeah, get. We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> and we've still got yeah. watch Raw Live. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks to... Uh, I'd, I'd like to thank my parents for, you know... <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, thanks, guys. And thanks to, you know, the, the people that are watching on the live stream now because people have been super-duper nice to me when I've, since I've come on board, so. Cool. Cool, Pete. Yeah, thanks to... Love you. Love Welcome you, Pete. To the team. Cheers, mate. Get ready to do loads of weird singing skits. <laughs> oh, can't wait. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye, guys. People are calling it an NXT call-up. Wow. <laughs> NXT call-up. On a night where we may get NXT call-ups. I'm going to get a picture with him like this. <laughs> Oh, it made me a bit emotional. Oh, it was made me a bit teary. Oh, it was genuinely oh. lovely. Would you like some super chats yeah, before we yeah, get out yeah, of here, yeah. before we end this live stream? Because we've gone longer <laughs> than we intended to. Uh, Juan Ramirez also talked about another good example of surprise ending, saying um, Styles versus Joe at Hell in a Cell. Because remember, he had the, the, the choke hold on, and he tapped out, but also got the pin. And it was, yeah. a, it was a guy like, oh, that was really surprising. I can't wait to see where this leads. Mm, it, yeah. it led to nowhere, but, you know. <laughs> um, Briz donated to say, what do you think about Daniel Bryan keeping his hemp belt and going as the planet's champion? 
I think that could work. Yeah, yeah I like that's, that a that's lot. That's quite nice. Like the uh, yeah, and you got two conflicting world champions. Yeah, and that's what you use to fuel the. Yeah, the, the next match. I like yeah. that a lot, yeah. Uh, Nick also de- uh, donated to say, really happy for the Iconics. Me too, mate. As was TV guy AU saying, I was so happy for the Iconics winning the tag titles as a fellow Aussie. I like the f- uh, Becky finish as I feel it starts the next storyline. Yeah, well, you know, you'd, you'd hope so. Or, or we're just going to get the same Ronda Charlotte stuff for the no, next no, couple of months. No, no, it could be. Vince just comes out and <laughs> says, hey, Charlotte's the champion now. Mm. Yeah, you can't have two belts, Becky. <laughs> so Charlotte's the champion. There's a brand split, pal. And then just Thanos is away again. <laughs> yeah. uh, JS Woo Woo Wooten, um, that was a patron name we gave him way back when. As uh, donated to say, Becky winning isn't about the finish; it's about the journey that got her there, and she won both titles. That's all that matters. I would argue that the journey that got her there was overbooked. Mm. Kevin donated to say, am I the only one that thinks that people are more happy that Lesnar lost than Seth winning? Huh. Yeah, that's a really that's, good that's way a to really put it. interesting way Really, of really it. good. I like that, mate. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I would have to say, I, I like that Seth won, but it's more relief yeah. that Brock is no longer champion and we can finally move on. It's like, I never, I, back in SummerSlam, I, I never wanted Roman to, to be champion. Yeah. But I didn't want Lesnar to be champion more. Yeah. Yeah, one way, one way to get someone over. Good just way make to... them the least bad choice. <laughs> excellent way to put that, Kevin. Uh, John, I'm not going to say your surname, mate, but he says, I've just pledged $25 in Patreon. Now you have to say my last <laughs> name. Huh? Well, I don't because I get to choose the nicknames for everyone. So I could just remove it. Mm. So... Uh, and I'm going to call you in your house, though, anyway. Uh, that's, that's good. Thank that's you, mate. Uh, Juan Sigarora uh, has said the SmackDown tag belt should have gone to Alistair Black and Ricochet so the Usos could start a stable with Roman Reigns. So bring back the family. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd like also, that. you'd have I, got points. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd like a heel faction between them, but no. That isn't the time to turn around yeah. here. Uh, Dylan Which Voorhees. Means do it tonight, doesn't it? <laughs> Dylan Voorhees donated to say, Gotta say I enjoyed WrestleMania. Triple H versus Batista was dragged out, I mean. It's Triple H's favourite match. I jumped when Kofi win. Kofi uh, win. Kofi win. Everyone jumped. Uh, the crowd was Kofi literally won, jumping up and down. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, watching the crowd on their feet and the emotion. Booker T crying and Byron crying. It was a genuine, lovely emotional moment. It was a Chopper Pete moment. It was a Chopper <laughs> The Turbo Warrior 343 has donated to say, I'm disappointed as an Irishman for Becky. I hope people don't look at her as overrated. She deserved her moment. I also agree she deserved her moment. I think she deserved a bigger moment. Yes, definitely. Uh, King A Dog has donated to say, Love watching Yarl Bro, and I'm so close to 14k subs. Oh, well, congratulations. congratulations to you, man. Yeah. That's a really big achievement. Um, CM Punk Return Confirmed has donated to say, Should Cena have been the ref in Angle's match? So this is a weird one because I hadn't heard this before, but there are people saying that Dave Meltzer reported that Cena was going to be the ref in Angle's match when he said nothing of the sort. Mm. But it's done the rounds now so much that it's been attributed to the wrestling observer. (laughs) And so now Dave is firing off people going like, I never said this. And people are now mad at him. Because Cena wasn't the, uh, the the ref. Yeah. Um, no, I think that would have been that match was bad enough as it was. I don't think I needed Cena being a special guest referee. Mm. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. It makes no sense. Jason Warner has donated to say uh, I never got a shout out for being a Patreon uh, and wrestle talk over screen stalker all day. Much love, bro. Never got a shout out for being a, a pledge hammer. Jason Warner. I'll have to double check that, Jason. See where you are in the ten, the twenty-five dollar range. Mm. We are still doing them for the month, though. So we like, it's, yeah, yeah. We're only eight days into the month, so you know you got another twenty. 
two days left to get that shout out. Um, John uh, has once again donated in your house, so as donated to say, congratulations, Pete and Jeremy Chastain, that guy and Metal Bear all donated. Thank you so, so much. And of course, within that show itself, the news that Chopper Pete is coming on full time. You got a little bit choked up. That was nice. Well, it, it was uh, it was nice. It's nice to make dreams happen. Yeah, yeah, just make dreams happen. The boyhood dream. <laughs> well, were... he's Pete's lovely. Yeah, uh, and he he wants to. He, you know, this is sort of what he wants to do, and it's nice to to help help the good guys get get ahead. Yeah. Um, this email comes in from Dan. Um, he sent us a Rusev Hay where he met Renee Young, Byron Saxton, and Vince McMahon. Whoa! I remember this one. And uh, we said, but he, did not atta- he didn't attach any pictures to it. So we were like, pics or it didn't happen. Yeah, I think I just immediately didn't believe them. Yeah, well, pics or it didn't happen. He's Holy got moly. the pics um, with a T-shirt that looks like it is about the wet bandits. <laughs> From Home Alone? Yeah, in it fact, is. it is. It is. Uh, for the New York Times. Which it means says lurking at the bottom. Yeah, well, that would probably be because it's from the New York Times. That means it's from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Yeah. So there's Dan there, the handsome chap he is, with mm. Renee Young. Maybe Vince saw the word lurking, mm. and that's what inspired the Lars gimmick. There you go, Daniel. That's your new claim to fame. You are actually the inspiration for the lurking Lars gimmick. Nice uh, work. There he is with Byron Saxton. Who looks just like he's cardboard cutout. Wherever yeah. he goes. Absolutely. And Great lastly, him with Vince McMahon himself. And That's this crazy. guy in the background here. Wow. Vince obviously doesn't know where the <laughs> lens is. Looking <laughs> at the screen. He's looking at the little button, isn't he? Yeah. Where's the button, pal? So, yeah, congratulations. And thank you very much for sending those images in. I think I didn't think it happened because that... To, to see all three... I thought it was all three people just hanging out. Yeah. Like, why would Vince be hanging out with Byron? Yeah, why? why? Byron, Byron to Vince is probably uh, a joke, a joke employ. Yeah. He's just there to make fun of. <laughs> so, uh, Sam has emailed in to the hairy one, the trustworthy one, the forgotten one, the chopper one, and most certainly not uh, the wart on the WrestleTalk team that is known <laughs> as Randy Datsun. I'm not that hairy anymore, mate. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so, here we go. I'm not certain you'll read this out on the Wrestle Ramble, but I hope you guys enjoy my horrific tale about Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> The debate rages. Well, this, I felt like this was the most talked about thing <laughs> other than WrestleMania when we were doing the live stream. was Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> so it, you'll, you might want to rescind some of that laugh, but it's, it's a nice setup for it, but it's, it's not a, a lot of laughing matter, unfortunately. Oh, no. He did say horrific, in all fairness to him. So yeah, anyways, people my, say that to introduce fun stories all the time. My dad, oh yeah, it's like you're, you had a, a horrific time with your, your pubes. Say pubes. <laughs> it's, it's a PG an, show. It's, it's a PG show, mate. Like not like NXT. Uh, so anyway, my dad really likes the film, annoyingly so, and would frequently put it on when he would drink. At the point, the old turtle teaching a life lesson about the Petrie, my dad would pause the film and go on a forty-minute lecture about how the film isn't just a kids' film and it teaches everyone a lesson that they should take seriously. This would happen. Every time we watched it and we'd get annoyed when, when me and my brother would laugh. Thank you for the consistent joy you bring to my 90-minute uh, journeys to work and stay swapped. All the best. Sam from Leicester. So, where's the horrific part? Well, it's the key then. It says when he drinks. 
But that, I mean, that could mean many things. That could just be a couple of brewskis. Well, I, right, yes, but... Let's have a couple of brewskis, pop on Kung Fu Panda, so I can tell you about life, boys. I don't that think... That could totally be innocent. I Well, perhaps it is. I just don't think with the horrific um, adjective to the story, and I don't think people often say when they drink in just the terms of when they have some water. I no, but I'm, I'm saying it's alcohol, but I will frequently drink and put on CM Punk versus John Cena <laughs> at Money in the Bank and then tell tell whoever's near me how amazing this angle was. Uh, so we've got this email in from uh, Justin who has sent in what he calls a uh, potpourri email because mm. it is in brackets, US facts, gene stuff, get better, and an 80% fact. A smorgasbord of segments. It is a indeed. segments board. So uh, we won't do all of this. Um, we'll split this over several emails because we've got a, a lot to get through. Let me say it. A smorgasbord. Like a segment smorgasbord. Okay, glad we got there in the end. Uh, he says, hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Chopper, and I suppose Andy can be included too. I have a bunch of things that I've been meaning to email you about, so I'm, uh, this can be divided into a few sections, starting off with United States facts. We'll just do this one on this uh, podcast. When you guys were trying to figure out what state Washington, D.C. is in, actually isn't any state. The D.C. in Washington, D.C. stands for District of Columbia, and it's its own independent city, so that no state can say that it has the capital in it. But both Virginia and Maryland did have uh, given up some lands to be for the, uh, the city to be built on. Also, to answer Ollie's question, Baltimore and DC are about 40 miles apart from each other. Oh, I know that now. You guys also... <laughs> Everyone has told me that. You guys also talked about America the Beautiful being the national anthem, but it's not. The Star Stangled Banner is, but for some reason, WWE use America the Beautiful because I guess Vince just likes to be different. The... Uh, it's O Canada. Well, we now know that's the official one. Yeah, and we've yeah. never said that the uh, America the Beautiful is the national anthem. We've said it's their theme song, um, <laughs> like entrance music. And that's one of the reasons. We did this a whole thing about this on WrestleMania 20 and the WrestleRumble Extra podcast. Yeah, we had a bit. We did do a bit about it. Um, so, yes, we've got some mo- uh, lots of other stories from Justin that we'll get to <coughs> on another podcast. But let's have some 80% facts before we get out of here. Uh, This one comes in from Ruben, who says, Hello, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Randy, Randy, Datsun, brackets, swerve. Randy is a Gallus and Anderson voice. Nerds. Uh, I'm the one who sent in the Rusev hey about the riot squad, if you remember. Yes, who being... didn't have the money to pay for the taxi. Oh, yeah, Well, they're independent contractors. Yeah, you know, you've got to manage your money well. Uh, I've got an 80% fact for you. I've heard that if you hold your nose while sneezing, it can burst your eardrums. Don't mm. know if it's true, but don't try it. Have I, a nice day. Love you. Goodbye. I got off a flight once, and that makes me sound really jet set. Again, on like two flights a year. <laughs> it's not something I frequently do. But you know, my, I, in all fairness, you said I got on a plane once. I don't think yeah, it makes yeah. you sound like the, it doesn't make you sound like Donald Trump. Like okay, okay. Uh, but you know, I get really bad. Ear- just all forms of transport aren't don't sit well with me. I'm, I, I work best when I'm just sitting in one place, and it's a. Uh, so I get very bubbly ears when you know they, they mm. before they pop and then they just don't pop and it takes about four days and something will go. Yeah. Oh, I can hear everyone now. Yeah. This has been a tough four <laughs> days, uh, and I got off the plane and I sneezed so hard and it all just went blah. I was like, <laughs> ah. Do you know how they say that a sneeze is an eighth, a tenth of an orgasm or whatever? Yeah. That's an eighty percent fact. It is. This was two orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Two full ones. If I had a dime for every time. <laughs> uh, 
this comes in from Alex. Dear Wrestle Talk team, brackets, excluding the, the chap who will not be named. Uh, here's some 80% facts for you. The average person... Excuse me. Choked up. Choked a bit there. The average person spends about 155 days looking for lost items in their lifetime. 155 days? Yeah. I think my lady partner's bringing that average up a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, her phone. It ha- just... It's out of sight for 10 seconds. Where's no, my phone? Wait, Where's worry. my phone? Where's my phone? I don't know. Where's my phone? Oh, my God. Where's my phone? Looks around the entire house. Oh, but where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's here. In one of the three places that it always is. <laughs> so my wife has a similar issue only because my wife, she never really uses her phone for, for anything. She uses it to call people and to text people, and that's pretty much about it. Old and school. Very old school. She'll go on the, the grams every once in a while, but that, that's more or less about it. But to that end, she never knows where her phone is. So it is a constant battle trying to locate where it is because, unlike uh, your lady partner, she doesn't have three places where she puts it. It could be anywhere. It could be all over the show. It could be back at her parents' house. We don't know. <laughs> so I I have got so many hung-up calls that I have to make to my wife to try and h- find her phone. It's a fun little game, though, isn't it? It Especially is. if the, it's on vibrate. Uh, or if, where uh, is it? Which it always is mm. because she doesn't like to have the volume. She doesn't like the sounds that it makes. Yeah. She doesn't like she doesn't like chip tune music for that reason. So I'm not allowed to play games uh, if she's in the house or if she's like too close by because the vo- the the sounds just really irritate her. Where is the weirdest place you found it? Hmm, good question. I'm not sure. I'll give you some thought on that one. Maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll confess. Actually, I mean, maybe she can email in uh, and let us know because she does listen. At uni, we couldn't find the remote control for the TV for about half an hour, and it was in the freezer. Hmm. No one knows how it got there. <laughs> I once lost my iPod um, at uh, when I was at university. Could not find it. Couldn't find it for love nor money. Then my friend found it inside our sofa. Inside the sofa, it slipped in like down the back and into the actual wow. sofa itself. He found it in there. Sounds like a, a rib. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know who's ribbing. No, I mean, no one, no one ever owned up to it. I was really annoyed because I just wanted my iPod back. I lost that for about six months. Uh, right, um, let's have a quickly wrap these ones up. More people die by falling coconuts than sharks per year. That just makes sense, to be honest, because there, are, there's more people around coconuts than there are sharks. That's a widely known fact. I would say that's 100. percent Yeah, it's the same as like there's more toilets by death. Oh, sorry, there's more death <laughs> by toilets. There's more toilets by death. There's more um, death by toilet than there are shark attacks. It's because people use a toilet every single day. That just makes sense. Uh, no word rhymes with woman. Hmm, that's not one of the classic ones that people told me nothing rhymes with, like orange. orange. Woman. 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 Ramen. Woman. If you can find a word that rhymes with woman. That's a tough one. That's a good one. I like it. Um, And lastly. uh, Human. uh, Woman. No. And lastly, Randy Datsun was only hired so the rest of the team can take the piss out of him. That is, uh, that's a 100% and 80% fact. (laughs) That is uh, not true in the slices. We love Randy. Um. We do. We love and, him. And we do need someone to write articles for the website. And he does do great articles he for that website, that, yeah. which is sketchy at best. So, <laughs> not my words, the words of my cousin. Who re- it just really made me laugh. It's always stuck with it's me. It's a great website. It's a website. great website. I think she's wrong. Yeah. It just really made me laugh the way she described it. Uh, anyway, that is all we've got time for on this show. We'll be back tomorrow with the Raw Review. Um, 
And it's the roar after WrestleMania. It's usually the highest rated roar of the year. It's usually the one that Ollie actually likes giving ratings for um, in terms of reviews. So. Uh, not true. Not true. Last couple of ones, I've said it was all flash and no substance. Well, I bet so you it's going to be that again. Story. So let's, let's see what happens. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.